Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, August 22, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket? First, we had a normal garden variety turnaround Tuesday. They gapped them up at the open. They filled the gap, they went lower, constituting two things. A number one is a gap and crap situation. A number two is a turnaround Tuesday situation. Funny how that works. It's a phenomenon, can't explain it. Looking at the bigger picture, what's actually happening, what's going on on the daily chart? Found a low the other day, they bounced up a couple of days, they're pulling back, they're retracing. They're deciding if they can or want to get to at least the 50-period moving average on a garden variety bounce. But here's the thing. It's already been, at least on the surface, a garden variety bounce. They retraced around a quarter of the move. What does that mean? Well, if you take a garden variety retracement from the recent high to the recent low, they retraced as of yesterday about a quarter of the move. Now, that's not a lot, and normally they'll do more. We've got a 382 up above 443. Certainly not out of the question. What are some of the things, and we hate to discuss the news items, but this one, we have to give its due. What are some of the things that could move the market over the next couple of days? And I'll give you a hint. And this comes from a reminder from Will in the live trading room. We've got the Jackson Hole boondoggle meeting on deck. I believe Jerome Powell will give a speech later this week. I think it's Friday. Markets can move and have moved in the past around this Jackson Hole event. You have Fed governors. You have economic leaders, you have economists, you have CEOs, you have all these people looking for an end-of-the-summer boondoggle. It's what we call a fake meeting. doesn't matter. The market can move on the meeting. What do I mean by on the meeting? What does that mean? Here's what it means. Jerome Powell's going to give his speech. Let's say he addresses interest rates. The market can interpret something he says as good news. Maybe he'll give a hint that they're going to slow the increase further or sooner or whatever the market thinks. It takes it as good news. So therefore, what happens? All of a sudden, the market decides to rally, puts in more of a retracement from the recent high to the recent low. Maybe they get up into the convergence of moving averages. And by the way, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. It works both ways. Market can also interpret whatever he says or whatever comes out of Jackson Hole, the boondoggle, as negative information, and she can pull the rug out. Irene can show up and have another leg down. Just as a brief reminder before we move on the weekly chart, this is a bona fide pullback in an existing uptrend above all the moving averages. The trend is, in fact, your friend. While we're on the subject of reviewing the longer time frames, might as well hit on the monthly on-time type of situation. Guess what? It's a funny how that works. Talked about it last month. 
probably about 10 times discuss the on-time type situation. Monthly charts take a long time to play out. Very difficult to trade a monthly chart. It's a longer-term trending situation from a monthly chart perspective. You might want to fire up your sticky notes. Why is that? Because I'm going to give you a couple of numbers pertaining to tomorrow before we get there. Depending on where we open up early, zero dark 30, where the market is in the pre-market tomorrow, I'm going to be watching just beneath 437. It's an intraday level. It's a potential intraday trading opportunity price. Whether it's to that price or from that price, we'll see what happens early in the morning. That's an important place. The exact number is just below 436.60. Put it on a sticky note. We're watching early in the morning tomorrow. See if it works out. 436.60. Inside the number members will certainly have additional information, additional numbers starting at zero dark 30. Speaking of zero dark 30, speaking of trades, day trades, did anybody make any money today inside the live room? Why don't you post it under the video? Let's hear about it. We had traders two for two, three for three. We had a four for four. Not just one, by the way. We had several traders making real money day after day. Watch this. Some early thoughts. Turnaround Tuesday, we know about that. They're having a little bit of a pre-dawn jam session. We'll cover the bull case first. 441.25 is an early important number and starts out as our early pivot. We think better in pictures, so here's a five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Look where high of day is. They couldn't get to the actual number, the actual pivot. That's extremely weak. They didn't even make another attempt at it later. The high of day was 441.18, and I'm here to tell you 441.25 was the number. That's kind of an early hint. So the whole getting above part opens the door for whatever. We don't need that because they didn't do that today. Now watch this. There are other numbers that come up before we really get going as we see how the market opens, what type of opening it is. We may have other opportunities before some of these numbers, but this is the first blush. This is the zero dark 30 stuff. The flip case is not getting through the pivot, which keeps the door open for 439.40, give or take. 439.40. This is what's called a bullseye operation. The low in this candle happens to be what? 439.40. On the button, on the nose, and the bounce. Even though there were opportunities before 439.40, which you'll see in a moment, that number was identified long before the opening bell to the penny and the bounce. The high, for example, in this candle here was 440.37. That's 10 points for you home gamers, give or take. That's 10 ES points. Let's see what else we have. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, and then go back to the chart to double check the work. So again, just in case they were going to get above 441.25 and go higher, they didn't do that. So we'll go down here and say the first order of business for support in terms of a bounce case is 446.60 down to 440. This is still before the opening bell. 
That's the first place, and then the same 439.40 is below that. Now we've got some additional lines, and you see here is the 440.60, and you see the low in this candle happens to be 440.60. It bounced up a little bit. A few traders got a little scalp out of that, but then they ended up coming right down to the 440. Traders bought the 440, and they went right back to where? The 440.60. When they start doing that, you know you're on to something in terms of what? in terms of having an understanding of the After the bounce at 440, which is a nice round, fat round number, they came down to the 439.40 and had a bounce from there. So what you'll see in the notes is, and it's in here somewhere, you got to pause the video, read the notes, and go back to the chart to double-check the work. But what you'll see is all these numbers, and then you'll see that they can bounce from any and all of those numbers. Here's another one, case in point. Watch this. 10 o'clock, 10.01. If they fall, the next place down is 438.75. There you go. Where's 438.75? Right here. What happened after they hit it? They bounced right back. Another trading opportunity. We had a bit of a bonanza once again in the live trading room. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all. In here, you have your support, you have your resistance, you have your zones, you have where they're supposed to bounce from, you have what happens if, all that stuff each and every day. It's a tour guide of the S&P. I have a relationship with the S&P. You might as well take advantage of it. What about stocks on the move? What happened over there today? We had two out of the five on the board that hit their entry objectives. The ones that don't are off the board. There are no trades. We'll take a look at Dick's Sporting Goods and Macy's. Now, Dick's was getting one hell of a buzz cut at the opening bell. You can see here the closing price the prior day, 147.04. Opening print today was 116.75. That's a buzz cut. We nailed it almost to the penny. 110.65 was my number. The low of day happens to be 110.06. Not bad for a rookie. Looks like a falling knife. They're headed to a destination. Once they get to the destination, they're going to do one of two things. They're either going to bounce back in the other direction or they're going to run sideways. In this case, they really did both. So we had traders in the room take this and you can't see it on this chart, but here's where they went. So in this candle, the high is 113.65. So they give you three bucks out of $110 stock Basically, it's less than 3%, but it's one hell of a scalp with potential. Nice trade in Dick's. Macy's also getting a buzz cut at the open, but this one was off the board. Why is that? Well, they came kind of close here. The low was 13.25, so they came basically within a dime, give or take, and then they had one hell of a rally away, going all the way up to a high of almost $14. That's the trade. Once they come back down, this trade's over. You don't want it now. After this, you might be looking at the second number, but as they creep into it in the afternoon, nobody's looking at this. You don't want it. It's a morning business. This is the trade you want. The crisp move during the morning rush with market participation. This is not the one you want, the dripping, creeping market. They didn't give it to us because they came up short, but this is a good example of this is the one you want. So what's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, same thing as the spiders. They had a gap in crap. 
not even much of a gap. They weren't really up that much anyway. So basically, they've just gone sideways after the rally from Friday off the bottom. They can still go higher. They can still come lower. You can make two cases right now. This goes for any chart that looks similar to this. We'll just happen to pick on this one. First, we'll highlight this area. So let's say they go sideways for another few days. They go sideways for another few days. You can make a pretty good case that they've had a move down and now they're making a bearish flaggish formation. Another move down could certainly follow that. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So the flip side of that is using Friday's low down here as the low, as your bogey, as long as they stay inside that low, nothing says they can't tread water for another day or so and still have a rally attempt toward, maybe not into, but toward the 50-period moving average, which is the blue sloping trend line up here around 189.190. Think in terms of the Jackson Hole boondoggle. They're going to move them one way or the other, We're going to say that's the 80-20 rule in the 80 percentile camp of it's likely they're going to move them in and around that Jackson hole. It's a perfect excuse. It doesn't mean it's a perfect excuse to move them up or down. They're going to move them. We don't know which way. You've got to be realistic about it. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, it's a similar routine, only not as strong as some of the other charts. They're treading water underneath the 50-period moving average, making a bearish pattern. So if we draw the same box over here, it doesn't exactly look the same. It looks like they're making a bearish pattern underneath the 50-period moving average. Cannot yet recapture the 50-period moving average. Doesn't mean they won't, but right now, we're going to have to say this one leans in the bearish camp. Transports has some unfinished business right there, and we're going to call it 15,452. Now, they're hovering over it, so it's no longer bona fide support. It's unfinished business. Had they hit it on this move down, it would have likely produced a different kind of result. But right now, it's unfinished business. We'll leave it at that. Now, this one, by the way, and the IYT don't exactly look the same in terms of the charts. Case in point. This is another example why sometimes we look at the SPY, but then I'll go over and I'll show you something on the ES because it's slightly different. And you don't know which one is actually satisfying the thing that it's trying to satisfy. One is going below a certain number, but then the other one hits a number on the nose. And then you could say, well, yeah, the ES was heading to that place. And that's why the SPY went a little bit lower. Well, watch this case in point. Think in terms of markets run up, and they pull back. So this is really, even though it's rather small, it's a breakout area. They really broke out from above this high here from a technical perspective. You could say the same for here. You could say the same for here. There's never just one place, but in terms of where the market is now, this is the place. So if I take this high and I just draw a line over, you see they've already come inside of that. They've already broke below that. That's okay. That's interesting information. Doesn't really do much for us right now. But what happens if I go over to the IYT? What happens if I find the same place in the IYT? How you doing? Another bullseye operation. 
same index transports. One's an ETF, one's the actual cash index. The ETF has fees. The ETF doesn't track the cash index to the penny. That's just the way it is. I look at both. Just a little quick lesson in we look at stuff that other people don't look at. What about the Q people? Q people look a little bit better in terms of the bull case than does some of the other stuff like the transports, for example. But keep in mind, transports are my favorite canary in the coal mine, second favorite leading market indice. Normal garden variety overhead resistance would be the convergence of the 50 and 20 period moving average over in the Q people land. Forgot to mention something over here with the folks down at the transportation department. Buttigieg. In the end, this chart is really the same, meaning the Qs as all the others. You're using Friday's low as the bogey. If they go sideways, have a pullback, they can still go higher. Closing daily below Friday's low, that's a whole different can of worms. What about the financials, the XLF? Are we looking at another canary in the coal mine? Look where this is. Look what it's doing in comparison to everything else that we've looked at this evening. And guess what? This looks the weakest yet. They can't get above or recapture this area here of moving averages, the 200 period, the 50 period. And now they're below not only yesterday's low, but also Friday's low. Yesterday actually made a new low. So now you have a new low yesterday, but not a closing low. Today you have a new low and a new closing low. Watch the financials. This is a canary in the coal mine. 32 and a quarter is going to be an important place. Start getting below 32 and a quarter, and this thing can be a whole nother can of worms. Look where we are in terms of trend line stuff. I'm connecting this low here by the next low. And you can see here, even though they spiked it, this held the tape, held the XLF. They never hit it here. And here they are. This is make it or break it land. Come below here and give up this trend line. And technically, really, it opens the door all the way down here. There's a gap down here. Big time breakup candle low. There's a lot of stuff going on. You have a 100 period moving average here. This is the big place. They're at the big place arguably closed below it whether it's to the penny or not on my chart that i just drew it on remains a mystery but let's just say they're teetering they closed right on top of this trend line it's a really important place what are they going to talk about in jackson hole obviously the financials this is the financials they still have problems in the financials obviously about smash mouth traded right up into the convergence of those moving averages today and crapped out Overhead resistance, natural, bona fide, typical garden variety overhead resistance. From just a couple of days earlier, shoot up into the convergence of moving averages. That is, by definition, overhead resistance the large majority of the time. I don't have a patent on that. I'm not making that up. That's just technical stuff 101. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you... These videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.